0: What up world? Welcome on and all to another episode of the Ocho presented to you in partnership. As always with SBNations, bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Monday, August 10th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. And Colin Morikawa, if you're listening, congratulations on an incredible performance in the 102nd PGA Championship. Our first major champion of the year, Colin Morikawa. One of the greatest drives I've ever seen on 16 on Sunday. It felt so good to watch some major championship golf. Uh, as weird as it was to happen for the first time uh, on the year in August, that's just um, that's the year we've been having. And that is really kind of what, what leads us into every week, and it leads us into this week at least. Five weeks from today, we'll all have woken up, and if things go according to plan, according to the schedule, the Dallas Cowboys will have played the Los Angeles Rams the night before. Uh, whether they win or lose that game remains to be seen. I think we all think the Cowboys will win. Uh, but uh, but that game at SoFi Stadium, the first game there uh, on Sunday Night Football. You know, I don't know what does the theme song look like this year. The one that Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, Michelle Tafoya, and Carrie Underwood are in. Do they have? the player cameos that they normally do is Dak Prescott in it is Pat Mahomes in it is Lamar Jackson in it I mean um we'll we'll find out obviously soon enough and I think we'll get some insight into what life looks like for NFL teams tomorrow uh tomorrow is the first episode of Hard Knocks this year's Hard Knocks profiling just the city of Los Angeles where the Cowboys again will be in about uh what 34 days 33 something like that days um and so um I'm excited to see that Um, and it, It kind of feels like football is coming back a little bit. I've started to kind of feel a little bit normal in that way, but obviously then you see one thing or another and everything gets thrown out of whack all so easily. And um, I I think that that's why this week is starting off on such a weird foot. And this doesn't have a lot to do with the NFL, but the domino effect certainly does. If you're a college football fan, I am a Texas A&M University fan, obviously. And um, so, you know, I love college football. Most people love college football. There are some people that prefer college football. Some people prefer the NFL and are all about the NFL, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But while nothing is official, a word that kind of was reported throughout the PGA Championship on Sunday, uh, was that this week could be um, quite impactful for the world of college football, to the degree that we might not even have college football this season. Now, what I'm telling you is not breaking news. It's not a revelation you've never heard before. It's probably not even the first time um, I've talked about it, actually. I think on some level, we all have at the very least questioned how college football can happen, given the fact that the NBA, the PGA Tour, MLS, NWSL, EP, PL leagues all over the world have been impacted, suspended, canceled, postponed, all sorts of different things. And um, as mentioned, we all assume the NFL season is going to go uh, as scheduled, not going to be something that has to kind of pick back up after being suspended. In college football, we thought, would go in lockstep with that. Now, again, I am not the first or maybe even the five millionth person to point this out to you, but the real crux of the issue, it seems, for the world of college football is that these players are... Per the definition of the NCAA, amateurs. That's, that's what the NCAA pushes, right? This is amateurism at its finest, and so that's why they're not professionals, why they cannot be paid. And as a result of that, they cannot force amateurs to play, which means there are so many legalities at stake here, which is why college football is a difficult vehicle to get off the ground in the moment that we sit in here in 2020. There are also, obviously, uh, a lot of political factors at play, and I don't mean political... Uh, the way it's normally defined. I mean, political in in the scope of what we're talking about, the scope of collegiate athletics and things like that. And so um, there's a lot at stake. And so you look at it, and the impact that that could have on the NFL, I think it's twofold. I think in the immediate future, um, we will probably see NFL games on Saturdays. Again, I'm not the first to suggest this. This is just, uh, we might title this episode, I'm not the first. We won't do that, but um, it's cheesy enough that it could work in an alternate universe. But anyway, um, th- there's money to be made there. That's that's the frank, honest, clear-cut, down-to-brass-tax truth. There's If there's no college football. This fall, that means Saturdays are up for grabs. We have seen the NFL do Saturday games before. And if you think about it, they're typically in later in the season, right? Like I'm talking week 15, week 16, et cetera. RJ, how come they're only in week 15, week 16? How come the NFL doesn't do it earlier? Well, because the NFL, the NCAA, kind of a you scratch my back, I scratch yours things. The NFL isn't going to put Saturday games on during the fall, during the early part of the winter because – People wanna watch their college football teams. They're not gonna compete with that. The sport of football can dominate both Saturdays and Sundays for your average sort of college and NFL football fan. And so the NFL is kind enough to stay out of of college football's way on Saturdays, and then they dominate Sundays. And that's why later in the year, later in the season, week 15, week 16, that's when the regular season is already in the books for college football, and we're all starting to get ready for bowl season. So those Saturdays are available. So the sport of football said, "Well, we'll just put NFL games on Saturdays. I believe the last Saturday game that the Dallas Cowboys played in, off the top of my head, this is not produced, Uh, was in 2015 when they hosted the New York Jets. I believe that was the last Saturday game they played in. It was a Saturday night game. For what it's worth, the last game ever played at Texas Stadium was on a Saturday night, that game against the Baltimore Ravens. So the Cowboys have played on Saturdays before. And if you think about this, it also makes... Um, logistical sense, I think, for the NFL. Now you're cutting, you know, cutting or shortening uh, the rest that players would have that have to play on Saturdays by a day if they're playing the Sunday before. Um, you're also, you know, really kind of adjusting those things on the fly. But that isn't a big adjustment given the schedule on where it sits at this particular moment in time. But how is that more money, RJ? What 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 money is there truly to be had that the NFL can make? you know, by having games on Saturdays. Well, let's think about this, all right? Again, I'm an Aggie. A&M is in the SEC think about the prime SEC games that we get in the fall what network are those on you're probably not off the top of your head they're on CBS okay now let's look at this if there's no college football that means there's no Alabama LSU game and I, I mean that's the tip of the iceberg obviously but there's a lot of, of great SEC on CBS games every week and so all of a sudden CBS is free on, on Saturdays well hey I mean we don't have that great SEC game, but we'll take Bills-Titans, you know, we'll we'll take, uh, you know, I don't know, Chiefs on the road in New Orleans or whatever. I mean, make up an example, I mean, and those games can be mo- pushed and moved around, and Think about this. An NFL Sunday is typically your noon scheduled games, your three o'clock scheduled games. You get those two windows and then your Sunday night football game. So if you wanted to pay full attention to a single game, you could only watch three games in a given weekend. Right. NFL games, that is. You get Monday night football. You get Thursday night football. So all together, you get five full games. If you want to watch the Red Zone channel, that's up to you. But if you put a game on a Saturday and you're the football fan saying, well, I don't have my college football team to watch this Saturday. I can watch this Bills-Titans game after all. That is an hour. That is a slot. That is a window that can all of a sudden have its ratings be dominated because there will be no competition. There won't be. I know that the, the NBA is kind of stretching into this. And when the EPL comes back, that will be interesting to kind of see how that goes hand in hand. But those games are typically done by the mornings when college football kicks off anyway. I mean, so... I would imagine that the NFL, if this week gives us the reality that there is no college football in 2020, as many people believe it will, I really think that we will see the NFL move some of its games to Saturdays. I don't think they want to touch any Cowboys games because those are gigantic no matter what. But it is possible that they say, okay, what game would dominate completely on its own? Because if you think about it, it kind of makes sense to put a really, maybe not juicy, but kind of a lower-level-ish Cowboys game on a Saturday. Maybe, for example, you put Cowboys-Vikings on Saturday because that's the week before Thanksgiving. So it kind of works out that you give those teams or the Cowboys at least uh, a longer period to get ready for their Thursday games. So you shorten the turnaround, etc. cetera. Um, that's one thought. But uh, as you can hear, Bear jingle-jangle in the background, by the way. He's done a great job lately on some episodes being quiet uh but this time he uh, he was all robbed about colin morikawa uh but anyway that is a possibility the other way that a lack of college football could impact the nfl goes without saying the nfl draft who knows what that will look like honestly and um it was interesting. Uh, at least I thought it was interesting. A few weeks ago, uh, Seattle Seahawks general manager John Schneider was on the Peter King podcast, and you know they were talking about the Jamal Adams trade because they had just gone down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, Peter King asked him because he was asking him, you know, hey, how are you going to handle this? How have you guys been putting this together? How have you guys been putting that together? And Bear really wants you to know that he looks adorable right now. By the way, he just he needs you to know that Bear looks great but um anyway so john schneider was talking and peter king said well how are you going to approach the draft you know we don't know what college football season is going to look like etc but what what do you do in in a draft that is under these circumstances and john schneider kind of jokingly said you trade away your you know first round pick to go get a star safety and that's a reality people have said this for a long time you know that these circumstances are going to create situations where nfl teams go out and get established veterans etc but That is at least a fair thing to say out loud and think about because we do not know what the NFL draft will look like. And there will be a completely, you know, lost year of scouting potential and scouting ability. I mean, think about, you know, you yourself. Did you know who Joe Burrow was a year ago at this time? The answer is probably not. Um, But, I mean, now you do. That's what one college football season can uh, can do for you. But uh, we will have much to talk about later this week. I'm excited to see who the Cowboys put out uh, on the old Zoom call. We haven't had Dak Prescott speak yet. Uh, it's very possible that he could be up. We haven't had Ezekiel Elliott speak. We've only heard from Leighton Vanderesh, Esch, Amari Cooper. We obviously got the Mike McCarthy press conference. I wonder if the Cowboys trot him out once again. Whatever happens, we will have you covered at blogoftheboys.com. If you did not know, if you're new to the program, so to speak, Anytime Mike McCarthy speaks, we cover it extensively for you. We recap it. We write all his answers. We paraphrase them, et cetera. We throw it up in an article at blogandtheboys.com. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram for the highlights at RJOJO on both platforms. We have you covered. Um, other thing to note as the season is we're almost a month away. I mean, from the NFL season beginning, it's it's both hard and easy to believe. Uh, the Blog on the Boys podcast feed is going to be awesome. All right, It is going to be Awesome. I, I really truly believe that. And I just want to say that again, we have options for you every single day. You get two episodes every day. As long as you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed, we're available on all major podcast platforms. Wherever you get your podcasts, search for Blog and the Boys, hit subscribe, write a rating. Write a review. Those things are really helpful um, if you have the time, and uh, we'll have some good times this fall. Later on today, by the way, you do get a new episode of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray, so look forward to that. We're going to have a good time. Uh, We're going to do our best to have a good time, and uh, the most important part is that we're going to experience it all together. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully, we have some Cowboys stuff to talk about this week. Like we did last week. Last week was a really interesting week as far as Cowboys news was concerned. Uh, Oh, by the way, uh, on the subject of Cowboys news, we did find out on Sunday that John Vay Johnson and Savion Smith were both activated from the COVID-19 list uh, and uh, that the Cowboys residually, speaking of Texas A&M, released wide receiver Kendrick Rogers, the undrafted free agent out of Texas A&M University. So a sad day uh, for Kendrick indeed. we, We know, we talked about when the NFL cut lists from 90 to 80 players uh, that the road became much tougher for your average undrafted free agent. And so that is unfortunately the case for Kendrick Rogers. Uh, But the Cowboys have uh, about a month to uh, get down to 53 players and then have the flexibility to get to 55 week in and week out. That's just kind of the way it goes. But good news to see that uh, that both John Vey and Savion back off the COVID nineteen list. The Cowboys haven't had anybody else pop up on there uh, since those two players joined it, and so we'll see uh, we'll see what this week brings. I'm excited. There's oh, uh, very very last thing. Um, we did find out on Friday. That Todd France, Dak Prescott's agent and CAA creative artists agency have mutually agreed to part ways. I wrote about this over the weekend at blog on the You can go check that out, but that is very much worth watching and very much worth paying attention to uh, as we look forward to next offseason because that is a, a, a situation that's a fork in the road kind of thing that can, that can send these contract talks in one of two directions. And so uh, we'll see uh, what ultimately happens there. But, uh, but yeah, that about does it for our Monday episode. And speaking of Mondays, you do me a favor, all right? You have the absolute best Monday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you in manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.